This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey guys, today's episode is a clubhouse chat with Kevin, Ashley, and their guest, Miranda Kelton. The topic today is personal branding, and Miranda shares some tips and tricks for marketing and just for doing personal branding photo shoots in general. And as always with the clubhouse chats, there were some questions from the audience. Okay, please enjoy this episode with Kevin, Ashley, and Miranda. Well, welcome everyone to the Portrait System Podcast, Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you're not familiar with the Portrait System Podcast, we are a portrait photography podcast powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our regular Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episode is released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for The Portrait System. Ashley, how are you doing today? Hey, Kevin. I'm so excited to be here co-hosting our chat again. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today, Miranda Kelton. She is a brand and portrait photographer based in Oregon. And funny story, she actually used to live in Santa Barbara, where I live, and would sometimes rent my studio from me, which is how we met. And I was always amazed to see the work that she would create in my studio. She used it in such a creative way for her personal brand shoots. And that's what made me think that we needed to bring her on today and that she would be an epic guest. So welcome, Miranda. Thank you. I'm so excited. And I miss being in your studio. I really do. It's Aww. such a pretty space. <laughs> I do. I was thinking how, you know, we transitioned from the little one to the bigger one and how much fun that was. Yeah, I miss it in there. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who's seen my studio tour, which is the little old studio, Miranda, like actually rented both studios for me and helped me paint my new studio. So I have a lot to thank her for. Um, Let's dive right into personal branding with Miranda. Um, So Miranda, I just want you to clarify a little bit about how your personal branding style works and how like what genre, I guess, of personal branding you would describe yourself as? Because personal branding is such a big umbrella envelope. And I know that, you know, some people do like real estate shots and they consider that personal branding. So tell us exactly what it is you do. 
Yeah, of course. That's a really good question. I was looking through um, the little thread in the Sue Bryce page that had all the different questions about personal branding on it, and they were all such good questions. Um, to me, personal branding, I feel like people get caught up in trying to narrow it down, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, from a client perspective, I would say that 75% of the inquiries I get say something like, hello, like, I need photos for my business. Can you help me? <laughs> like, people don't, people don't really know. Like, they know they need photos for their business. And they're like, okay, you know, branding, marketing, I want to be involved. I'm a solopreneur. I own my business, whatever it is. So, to me, it doesn't necessarily... I don't narrow it down much beyond I help anyone who has a brand, regardless of their type of business and the structure of their business, yeah, get um, photos that represent them and represent their values and their product and service. So that may sound like a vague answer, but honestly, my clients are all over the place. I do have the real estate people. I have people who own retail shops, people who are speakers, people who are, you know, counselors. And that's the fun of the personal branding is every single session is a little bit different than the one before because people's content needs are different. So hopefully that kind of answers that question. I can go into more depth if you want. But I guess the short version of that would be I don't really put it into a genre because I personally believe that everyone who owns a business regardless of the type of business can benefit from having personal branding photos so you know I can help you out <laughs> no matter what kind of business you have you don't have to be you know a realtor or a lawyer or any specific type of business in order to benefit from the photos. And so just to clarify like when someone approaches you and they are that big like hey I just need photos what is your process for figuring, like, are you pitching them what your vision is? Or are you asking them a bunch of questions and just trying to meet their needs where they are? Um, yeah, like, walk me through that process. So that is where the work lies. <laughs> I see a lot of people say, should I charge less for personal branding? And the answer to that is a great big fat no. Like, personal branding at least the way I do it, it's a lot of work and it's a very involved process. And all of my clients are aware of that. They can't just, you know, pay the session fee, log off and show up to their shoe. We work together to create photos that they feel truly represent them. So when I do my uh, pre-shoot consultations with people, I actually have a script, like a full list of questions that I go through with them where I say, hey, you know, tell me about yourself and your business. Tell me what you're looking for. Tell me, you know, where your content holes are. Like, what is it that brought you to me and made you feel like you really needed these photos? Are you just wanting some headshots? Are you wanting a really diverse library? And from there, we kind of go into a creative planning where I'll ask them, you know, where they are currently in their brand journey. Like, are you brand new? You don't have brand colors. You're not really sure what your um, your style is yet. Or are you super established? You already have all that down. You know exactly what kind of vibe you want and what colors you want and locations. People are really all over the place. So when I take them through my questionnaire, I can get a kind of a good gauge of where they are as a business. 
and then work with them from there to make the creative plan for their shoot. The other thing I always do is I have people look at my site or I show them the site on our Zoom consultation and say, you know, what here on my website made you think to yourself, oh, I want to work with this person. And people will say like, oh, I really liked this photo of this lady wearing the red dress and I want something that looks like that. Or I liked this gallery, the session you shot for somebody and I feel like something similar to that would be great for my business. So again, long-winded answer, but the creative process is very involved and it is a little different for everyone. And I try to meet people where they're at and also help them if they're not sure. I have plenty of clients say, you know, oh, here's what I want. I trust you, you know, do what you want. <laughs> those people, you know, there's kind of like pros and cons to those people because you're, it makes me nervous. I'm like, okay, I, I want to make sure I'm doing something you like, but at the same time, I'm glad you trust the fact that I'll come up with a vision that works for you. Yeah, I love that. And I really want to like repeat what you said about showing them your website because I feel like I just do that too with any client, like even a portrait client exactly. or a boudoir client because it's just like, if it was shot in my studio, I can recreate it. So just show mm-hmm. me the shots you like. And then I know that I'll recreate those and then I'll sell them to them. Like it's a guaranteed sale when, when I can do that. So I love that you brought that point up. Exactly. It makes a huge difference. Cause I, I tell that to people, I say, you know, if you want this photo of yourself up on this cliff in this fancy dress, like to get that shot, here's what we had to do. We had to hike we had to do this we had to do that and I can recreate that for you but it's involved you know yeah I want to make sure you understand what you're getting into here I'm not helicoptering anyone in just yet in my career so but no it makes all the difference to have someone go through your site with you it's kind of like the slideshow concept um that Sue has in the consultations just going through and you know seeing what people resonate with really helps when it comes to planning out their photos for them yeah I love that so, Miranda, one, of the, one thing I wanted to ask you is how do you deal – you said you have different clients who are in different parts of their business journey. Um, you had said that you have people that come to you that have absolutely no idea. They have no brand colors, no uh, uh, anything like that. How do you deal with someone that is still so very brand new, and how do you walk them through the process of uh, getting – you know, something professionally laid out uh, for them? For sure. That's a good question. I love your cat in the background, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Say, She's hungry. say hello to your cat. I love cats. Um, I know Ashley does too. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. And again, that's where the work comes in. So if I have someone come to me who is very new, people get really overwhelmed. You know, it's it's overwhelming. All the different types of visual marketing are a lot when you're first starting your business. I've been doing this forever and I'm still overwhelmed (laughs) sometimes. So I do start like square one. I ask people to, you know, go through my website with me and usually I can start, you know, if they see a photo on my site, that's really simple, clean, white background, basic lighting. And they say, Oh, I love the simple. I want to go with this like very simple thing we can kind of start from there or if they see something that's more stylized where I had more colors and maybe we're on a certain location and there's more has more of a lifestyle vibe than a corporate vibe to it I can kind of get a sense of what they like and where they start 
And the way that I work the planning is we have some basic creative questions we go through on our consultation, you know, when they're deciding to book with me and we're talking about creative ideas after they've booked and I start um, planning the session after they paid their creative or I'm sorry, their booking fee, I will make a mood board usually on Pinterest and I will send that over to them and it'll be kind of separated into sections. Like here's some ideas of shots we could do with you and your dog because you said you wanted something with you and your dog. Here's something we could do with your, um, with your product because you wanted some photos with your product. And then I'll ask them to kind of review that and say, I love this, not sure about that, I hate this, you know, love this, and then we'll kind of narrow down a little bit from there. And I make a full shot list for my personal branding sessions. I don't just show up and say, all right, let's see what we get. Like, I have things scheduled into different types of shots, different locations, you know, we're going to do this much horizontal, this much vertical, this here, this there. So to get back to your original question, I run color palettes by people. I run them by the set of photos from my website that they liked. I asked them to send me other inspiration. Um, if they have photos from other photographers or photos they saw on one of their competitors' websites that they really liked. And from there, I'll make a plan where I'm like, okay, here's a good starting point for you. This will help you as you're setting up your website. It's simple. It's basic. If you decide to go this route with your colors and fonts, it'll work. If you decide to go this route with colors and fonts, it'll work. So if that's long-winded, I apologize, but it's kind of like a refining system where I ask them a lot of creative questions. It's a lot of back and forth until we get to a point where they've approved it. They feel comfortable with it. They say, yay, great. I'm excited. I love, you know, the outfits we've picked out, the locations we're going with, the types of poses and shots that you've shown me, and we'll start from there. And there just seems to be so much involved now, like, so much work that goes into it. How much time would you say is dedicated to each one of these sessions? So I do pretty exclusively personal branding shoots these days. I love doing the portrait work and the creative work and everything else. But right now I'm really pushing the personal branding, really enjoying it. I don't take more than one shoot a week, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but it takes so much time to have your consultation, plan this out. I've just added a new feature where if people want to um, schedule a session with a wardrobe stylist, they can pick a couple different sessions with my wardrobe stylist who's in New York and they can talk to her and she can also help them. And that's a completely separate meeting they have to do if they want to, you know, really get involved there. So as far as hours go, I don't know if I've ever fully sat down and like listed out all the hours, but the shoot itself also is a full day. I tell people do not schedule anything else on your photo shoot day because we start in the morning. We go at a relaxed pace. We take breaks when you need them. Um, sometimes we have different locations. So there's got to be some travel time in there. And then for me to edit, you know, the more shoots I do, the, faster my editing time becomes but editing definitely takes a couple of days too because we do a lot of content so one shoot a week any more than that and I'm 
completely overwhelmed and not doing my best work. So it's a lot of hours, a lot of hours, but it's so worth it. It really is. And people are so grateful for the time and expertise. And I've had a lot of people come to me after their shoots and say, hey, this was a pivotal point for me in my business. I felt like I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go visually. And after our shoot, you know, I picked these photos that I loved and now I feel really confident about where I want to go visually from here. I love that. What you just said about how much time and how involved it takes. I just from knowing you and some of the things that you did in my studio, she like made a podcast studio out of my studio for someone for I believe just photos. (laughs) And you did another one where you had like maps on the wall or some art on the wall. I was like amazed Mm -hmm. that it was my own studio. So I know that these shoots take you a lot of time. And so I'm wondering how you charge for that to make it profitable and worth all that time and labor that you're putting into not just shooting it, but it seemed like you really styled the full shoot out like a stylist. Yes. The pricing. Here we go. (laughs) I know this is where everybody, everybody is so interested and I mean, I kind of believe pricing is like religion. Nobody really ever fully figures it out. You know, <laughs> like you, you find what works for you. And if it's working and it's great and you're making money and you feel good, awesome. Like go with that. And it, that looks a little different for everybody. But um, yes, the shoots are really involved. I, when I was younger, worked on some um, small like film sets in different cities and helped with creative direction there. So I picked up some habits from that that (laughs) I definitely incorporate into the shoots where I make like small sets for people sometimes. And it's really fun. It's fun for me. Okay, but the pricing. So essentially, it's it's the Sue Bryce model, but I have some modifications that are slightly different than what a lot of people do for um, like portrait and boudoir just because the nature of personal branding is a little bit different. And I know a lot of people have digital only packages for personal branding. And again, people say, Oh, should I charge the same? Should I charge less? Should I charge more? For me, I'm like, I'm charging more. Like it's so easy for me to do a portrait session now because I'm so used to how involved the branding sessions are. Um, so people pay a booking fee up front. My booking fee is six fifty, and that covers, you know, the hair and makeup person. If I have to rent a studio, it covers the cost of that. It covers the cost of my time um, planning the session out, and it also includes one photo. So if somebody says, you know, the classic like oh, I just want a headshot, then you know they'll get their headshot with their booking fee, and they'll usually buy more after they've had their session. So. That's how my booking fee is structured. And then I do have the three package structure where I have the um, 12, 18, 25. You know, everything comes with prints. And I can get really deep into my pricing if you guys want. But I do have the three package structure. Those all come with products. And then my highest package is a digital only package, which is 50 images, digital only, no prints, no products for 5000 And that is the package that I push to people. And of course, when people first see that, they're like, oh, you know, that's a lot of money. But we create, it's so much work for the client as well, because they have to be involved. People can do this session and not need photos again for a year if they go with that package, right? That's 50 photos. That's Mm. one photo a week, essentially. 
So when you present it like that with all the other reasons of like, oh, you know, it's a business write-off, you can always come back and buy more, all these things, people are a lot more comfortable with it. So my lowest package, the 12-image package, is priced at 2000 which is my day rate, essentially, for anyone mm-hmm. who's familiar with commercial so, you know, if you go to one of the little cost of doing business calculators and you put in all your stuff and your desired salary and it gives you your day rate that you need to meet those goals, mine is 2000 So if someone were to consistently buy my lowest package, I would be making my day rate and it would be making that time worth it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That well? yeah. Okay. Um, is the 650 booking fee, because I know you said it comes with one image, if they, you know, do upgrade, is it an upgrade where they're just applying that 650 and you're deducting it, or is it in addition to? No, that's in addition to, because none of that money goes in my pocket. That okay. 650 is all going out, essentially. It's paying for the photo and print that they get. It's paying for, you know, hair and makeup is everywhere. It's from 150 to 400 depending on where you are and what they want. So I feel like that's that's a good base price. Sometimes yeah. things cost a little more than that. Sometimes they cost a little less, but it all kind of evens out at the end of the day. But no, that 650 doesn't apply towards any future packages. Um, and I do do the structure where, you know, people have to pay that. It's non-refundable. They get their one photo. If for some reason we do the shoot and they hate their photos, they don't want to buy anything, that's never happened to me. I hope it never does. I've had low sales, but never had someone be like, these are terrible. I'm never buying anything. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Like they know up front, they are not pressured into a package until they have their reveal. And that I really believe makes people a lot more comfortable with the high prices. And it makes them trust you a lot more because if you're trying to sell a $5,000 package to someone just off the bat, very few people are like, Oh, cool. That sounds great. Like, here's $5,000. I hope this goes well. Yeah. (laughs) Small, especially for small business owners, you know, you're always so conscious of when and where and how you spend your money because you have to be that people are really a lot more comfortable with paying that 650, having their shoe and then choosing from there. And I do have a lot of repeat people like someone who will buy a 12 image package and then come back six months later and say, oh, I want those four more images. Can I have them? And I'm like, sure, here you go. A la carte, four more images. So I have some repeat sales, which also helps, I would say, about 50% of the time I have people come back and buy more images. So that helps make the cost worthwhile, too, is it's pretty, it's pretty consistent that people express interest in coming back and buying more. And then going back to this, like, packages pricing, because I know that top one, the 5000 it's 50 images so Mm -hmm. um are you showing how many images are they retouched when you show them are you just showing color correction and then retouching afterwards is there no retouching like how does this all work yes so for branding shoots i show around 100 images because we shoot a lot during a full day you know a question i saw being asked a lot in that thread was oh do you do studio do you do location and again that's you know, it depends on the client. Some clients want no studio, all location, and vice versa. Some want both. So we're making a lot of images. So I show about 100, and I do a basic edit on all of them. And what that means to me is, you know, I'm cropping them down, obviously picking out the best 100, doing a, you know, fixing any color problems that happened, any major editing that needs to be done. If 
you know, color wise, the color tones got strange or something like that. And then as far as the deep retouching goes, it kind of depends on the client. Like there are some clients who come in and they look flawless, like they need no retouching at all. Right. And the makeup artist did a great job, nailed it. No problems. You know, any retouching they need is going to be really minimal. Some people come in and, you know, maybe there was something going on that day where your wardrobe wasn't quite right. Or, you know, maybe it's a person who has skin problems. I had a girl once who had really, really a lot of acne scarring. And for someone like that, you know, I want them to see their best self. Mm -hmm. So if it makes sense, I'll kind of gauge per client if I do a lot of retouching up front or not. Usually, no. Usually very minimal. If there's something really distracting, like, oh, there's people in the background. There's, you know, a huge zit on someone's forehead. Like, that sort of stuff I'll take out, but I do not fine-tune and polish every photo because I do a digital reveal. So Mm -hmm. once they select their images, they know that I I go back, brush them up a little more, fix any little hairs or wrinkles or anything like that. And then those are the final images they get, you know, unless they want to pay to do continual revisions for some reason, which rarely happens. So the short version of that is I do a basic edit, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, depending on how I feel the session went. And, you know, if the client is obviously uncomfortable about something in their appearance, Mm -hmm. I'll work on that a little bit before I show them the images. If not, I wait and I don't do any deep retouching till after they pick the ones they want to purchase. So, so are you asking them if there's anything like, Oh, is there anything about yourself that you feel you want retouched or anything focused on? Or how does that go about? No, because I try really hard to have no direction towards any sort of negativity. You know, I don't want people to be like, Oh, is there something I should be worried about? Like, no, oh, my hair, I don't know. So I find that if someone is insecure about something, they will tell me. I don't have to ask. Mm, mm. If someone doesn't like how their nose looks in photos, that's the first thing they'll say to me when we get started. They'll say, oh, you know, like, can we pose in a way that, like, I can't see my nose angle? Or I like my, I always <laughs> ask people what side of their face they like better. That mm. is something I always do. Just because I myself have a side of my face that I like better. <laughs> and when I see photos of myself, I don't like them from one side. And I do like them from the other. And, you know, most of my clients are women. That's my ideal client for sure is I do get men now and then, but most of them are women in their 30s. And, you know, everybody has their little insecurity, no matter what it is. So people will tell me up front if there's something that they're concerned about showing up badly in photos. And then we'll talk about it. I'll tell them, you know, what I can do, whether it's opposing resolution or an editing resolution and they're like okay okay and you know we go from there but no I don't make a point of asking people if there's something they don't like about themselves just because I feel like that you want to keep it positive yeah you know people are already nervous I had this girl come in the other day who was shaking like her whole body oh I've had that too (laughs) so nervous I felt so bad for her and I was like it's okay like here, let me help you, like, get your stuff settled. And she calmed down. She was totally fine. She killed it. I had the most amazing makeup artist that day. Um, 
side note, it is so important to have a friendly makeup artist because that's the person who's like first talking to them when they come in the door. So she had like a great conversation with my makeup artist. She was calm. She was fine. But anything that would make a person more nervous or insecure, I do try to stay away from because it's just, it doesn't work out well. So Miranda, I did have one question for you because you said how this shoot takes a full day. And um, I know I've had a lot of personal branding clients who are really, well, more, my clients are, I think, a bit older than yours, but they're like executive level women that are like, I need a photo shoot. I need it done like fast. I don't got all day. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I really want it done. So what do you do when that happens? Or does that maybe not happen to you? You know, it happens occasionally, but I tell people up front, you know, this isn't, there are plenty of amazing photographers and you can go, you can walk in, get your makeup done, have your head shot, leave, you're done in two, three hours, whatever it is. And I usually tell people if that's what you want, I may not be the best fit for you because I really enjoy helping someone with all aspects of their visual brand. I talk to them in deep, you know, detail about everything, you know, their clothes and their colors and all right, we're going to show you in all these different aspects of your business and your life because personal branding isn't just, I feel like people think of personal branding and they're like, Oh, a person sitting at a desk with their computer smiling and laughing. Like, you know, kind of like the very like typical image of a personal branding photo shoot. I feel like that's what most people think of. So when someone comes to me and says, Oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I'm like, that's okay. You know, if you do, if you want something faster, I respect that, but this is my system. This is the way that I do things. I try to help people maximize their time. Like you're paying me a lot of money and in exchange for all that money you're paying me, I want to make this worth your while. And to make this worth your while, we have to spend some time. Like we're planning this. We're talking to different people. If you, you know, I've had shoots with people who say, oh, I have my own like brand consultant. I have my own wardrobe person. I have my own this, this, this. And I'm like, that's great. As long as we're all on the same page and plan together, you know, your, your photos are going to match what you want. They're going to match your vision essentially. But I don't have a lot of people come to me who are in a big hurry because I think I've gotten to the point where people look at my work and they realize that I didn't just pull this out of a bag and do it in 10 minutes. You know, like people, people realize they're like, okay, this looks like this is a full experience. Like I have to be involved. I am part of this planning process. Like I do most of the legwork, but if I have a client who isn't very responsive, the photos aren't as good. And I tell people that I'm like, if I, you know, am communicating with you and saying, Hey, you know, like, can you approve this? How do you feel about this? You know, let's talk about your wardrobe. Let's do this. And they're not responding or they're saying, Oh, I need to shoot next week. And I need this, this, and this, those people I tend to encourage to go elsewhere just because I've kind of learned the hard way that it's stress on them. It's stress on me. The work I put in isn't always worth the sale. But, you know, my ideal client is very much a woman in her mid-30s who has a business that's, like, decently established, but she wants to go deeper. She wants to pay money, and she wants to have this experience to 
you know, make these amazing, beautiful, unique photos. She doesn't want just a headshot. She doesn't want to look like everybody else just on LinkedIn. People really want that individualized look and they want to be involved in the huge process. So, yeah, I don't have a big problem these days with people really wanting a fast shoot. And if that's what they want, we'll talk about it. They'll either change their mind and say, okay, I'll be involved, or they'll go to someone else. And I'm okay with that. You know, I like working with people who want to be invested. So if I lose a client who wants a faster shoot, that's okay. That doesn't bother me. Thanks for clarifying. And then, Kevin, do you want to bring Amber on? Yeah, Amber, uh, we have you, Amber, on the stage. So if you go ahead and unmute yourself and go ahead and ask your question. Hello, everyone. Hi, Miranda. Thank you so much for instilling all your insight today. Um, Of course. I have a question regarding your all-day shoots. Do you offer food and beverage and a lunch break? And if so, is that an add-on service or do you include it in your $650? And then my second question is, do you have an assistant on these shoots? Okay, those are both awesome questions. Um, Nice to meet you, Amber. Thank you. So as far as the food goes, I always schedule since they're an all-day shoot, a break of at least an hour, often an hour and a half in the middle of the day. And I tell clients, you know, you can please bring your own snacks and food and water, especially during COVID. Like, it's weird now to try to provide things to people. Pre-COVID, I would be like, I have snacks, I have water, I have coffee, I have this. And now it's kind of like, bring your bottled water. Like, it's, it's not very glamorous, <laughs> and I don't love it. But... um I do take into consideration when I'm planning where we are. So, you know, if I'm doing the shoot in Los Angeles and I'm renting a studio there, I look around, you know, not only to make sure there's parking for this poor person, (laughs) but also I'll tell them, I'll say, hey, like there's a Whole Foods, there's a Trader Joe's, you know, on the hour break, you're welcome to like walk down the street and go to one of these places or you can bring your food with you. So I don't do catering. Someday I would like to look into that. At this moment, you know, especially during COVID, I'm that's not like a super high priority for me, but I've never had somebody express an issue with that. And I think a lot of people prefer to bring their own food anyway. Um, you know, people have allergies and whatnot. So People are on their own for their food, and I make that very clear when I send out, I have a document that I send out once we have everything planned, and on there it has, like, here's the address, here's the schedule, here's the parking situation, here's who's going to be there, here's when they're going to be there, here's what we're doing at what time, here's your break, here's our shot list, here's this. So people have no questions. I send them that, ask if they have questions, nope, no questions everything's good. So, and on that list, I'll say, you know, oh, here's the Whole Foods Trader Joe's. So there's the food question. And then um, depending on who my hair and makeup person is, um, I will pay them extra to stay the day and assist. There are shoots where I, they're simple and I don't feel that I need an assistant. You know, some people really do want very simple stuff. They don't want the crazy, like, let's try this creative light. and Let's try this. Like someone has to be throwing glitter and someone has to be doing this. And someone has, like, some people are into that. Some people are not. So if I have a client where I'm looking at what we've planned and it, I look at it and feel that I can deal with it myself. 
I will not have the assistant and I'll let the hair and makeup person go after the morning session or after we've done, you know, the, the touch ups we need for the day. So I have an assistant, I would say probably 75% of the time because it does make it easier. But every now and then, if we've got something a little simpler, I'll say, okay, I'll save myself the money. I don't think I need an assistant on this one. But it does make a difference. It's the best to have an assistant. Well, thank you, Amber, for your question. So, Miranda, you brought up LinkedIn. And I'm kind of wondering, okay, that's moving towards the marketing aspect of your business. What avenues, what social media avenues are you using to market yourself? That's an awesome question. I was just thinking about this yesterday as I was kind of pre thinking. <laughs> I was going through the questions yesterday. I was like, oh, I've got to think about how I'm going to answer all these. These are all such good questions. Um, social media is hard. You know, there's this pressure to be involved on every single platform, especially nowadays where it's like, TikTok. Everyone makes these TikToks and you're dancing and there's text and there's this and there's that. I saw someone in one of the photo groups I'm um, in on Facebook a few weeks ago made this hilarious post where he was like, oh, you know, if I have to dance and sing to be a real photographer now, I don't want to be a photographer anymore. And I was like, I sadly kind of feel you on that. <laughs> you know, my, my clients... Yeah, my clients aren't on TikTok, you know. I feel like <laughs> if I was someone who did a lot of senior photography, you know, mm. high school seniors, TikTok would be great. That'd be awesome. And some of the best advice I've ever heard is, you know, don't shoot yourself in the foot by trying to be present on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and Pinterest and TikTok and this, like, it's too much, and you'll definitely start experiencing that issue where you're spread so thin that you're not doing your best on any of those platforms. So back to this really good advice I heard some years ago. This girl I know who's a business coach, she said, pick two or three. Focus on those. Until you're at a point in your business where you can pay someone to do all your social media, you have to let some go. And the way you pick two or three is you think about your career and your clients. You know, what is relevant to your career and where are your ideal clients going to be? Like I just said, I personally don't feel TikTok is super relevant to me because my ideal client, the people I work with 95% of the time, they're not on TikTok. They don't care. Like they're not sitting on TikTok, scrolling through, making or watching videos. These people are on Pinterest, they're on Instagram, and they're on LinkedIn. And, you know, maybe they're on Facebook too. But, you know, I tend to focus mostly on Instagram and Facebook these days, and I'm kind of branching more into LinkedIn. So with the social media marketing, you know, Instagram tends to be where I get most of my clients that I get from social media. Something that's really important, if you guys, anyone listening, if you don't do this, you should. 100% of the time, you should ask your clients where they found you because you have to know where they're coming from. If you're booking 10 clients and nine of those people come from Facebook, awesome, you're doing something right on Facebook. Stay on Facebook, keep doing what you're doing. Don't suddenly decide you're going to go put all your marketing efforts into Twitter. Like, you have to 
know where your clients are coming from and where your content is resonating and where they're finding you. I used to be 80% of my new work or new clients found me on Instagram. I've had kind of a shift now in these past few years where it's, I would say, 50% Instagram, 50% Google because I've worked really hard on my blogging and my SEO and all of those things. But it's really important to find out where people are finding you and you know, after you've shot with that client, say, oh, is this client like my ideal client? Do I want to work with more people like this? And once you've started working with a big handful of clients, you can kind of narrow down and decide which social media platforms are bringing you the best people, which ones you want to focus on, and, you know, where it's going to be most profitable to spend your time and money, and what social media networks you can kind of let go for the time being. Hmm. I'm not, like thought about marketing and social media and all that and people coming to you from Google. I'm wondering how many people come to you from referrals and if you have any kind of like referral program, because I would think that, you know, business owners know a lot of other business owners. Exactly. I have not started the referral program thing. It's something that I would like to start. It's on, you know, that never ending list we all have of someday I'm going to implement this in my business, you know, when I make time for it. But I don't have the referral program. I'm definitely interested in setting one up in the near future because I feel like that's a really valuable way to market. I do get referrals. I'm trying to think of what percentage off the top of my head of referrals I get. Maybe like 20 to 25%. I would like to get more referral business, but I feel like referral business is definitely something that grows as you become, as you've been in business longer and longer and you, you know, work with more and more people. But I'll definitely get people reach out to me because they saw my photos on their, you know, therapist website and they say, oh, I love the photos you did for my therapist. They're so great. Like, can we talk about doing photos for me? So it's kind of an organic thing when people find me by referral or if their friend told them that I did great photos for their business. But I don't put as much energy into that as I should or as I would like to. I definitely have more to learn in that arena. Hmm. So I want one thing, Miranda, I want to ask you is in regards to the marketing to different social medias, what does the content that you're putting out look like? So I have... I'm a kind of a control freak, if you guys couldn't tell. <laughs> I, have, I have a um, kind of like a rotation system of the type of content I post. And let me see if I can remember this off the top of my head. So for Instagram, I try to post one of these things every nine posts, you know, because when some new person comes to your Instagram, they see those kind of top nine right there. And that's that little split second where they're like, oh, is this person interesting? What are they doing? So in every, you know, nine to 12 photos that I post on both Facebook and Instagram, I do this. I'll have, you know, a photo of myself. So people know who I am, what I look like, a photo of my product. So people, you know, see what kind of product there is, a photo of my studio. And, you know, some of this can be videos, too. Sometimes this will be video content. So people see the space um, behind the scenes. So people see what the process is. We'll do a reel. I've just started getting into reels. They really do 
add another level to your marketing. And that reel can be anything from behind the scenes of a shoot. Here's my studio tour. Here's me talking about, you know, different things I'm doing during a shoot. Um, client work, obviously, you're posting pictures that you took for your clients, whether that's, you know, in a single image or a carousel. And then the captions differ on all these too. You know, you're telling the story of the client or you're talking about the pain point you're solving or you're talking about, you know, why is branding important? Let me tell you five reasons that branding is important for you and your business. So I have a big variety of posts that I post consistently, but it's never like, oh, let me scroll through my phone and see if I have a headshot of somebody I can post. I plan out my social media, you know, several weeks in advance because I travel a fair amount. I don't have time to sit around and, you know, what am I going to post today kind of a thing. So I have like a selected rotation of different types of content. And it kind of goes along with that theory of like, you can't have everything you post say, here is my client. They are a realtor. Please book a session now. Like you can make those posts, but you can't like you can't do that every time. People don't care. People want to know why they should spend all this money with you and what it looks like and how they can do it and where you're working and what your makeup artist is doing and the space. And like this is all stuff people care about when you have an experience based business. You have to show the experience. And that is the exact same concept that I tell to my branding clients, too. You know, a lot of people do come and they say, I just need some photos of myself. And of course, you need those photos of yourself. But you want to tell the story of what will happen if you, the client or customer, decide to work with this person. Someone has to be able to look at your social media content and say, okay, so here's what my makeup experience is going to look like. Here's what my product's going to look like. Here's what, you know, the person I'm working with, the photographer who has this lens in my face, here's what she <laughs> looks like. People have to see the whole picture or they're going to be a little nervous. And I feel like that applies to pretty much every single business, not, not just photography. Hopefully that answers your question. Oh. Yeah, I totally agree. And I noticed that Emily has a question. So Emily, if you'd go ahead and unmute yourself and ask your question, we'd love to hear it. Okay, so you said you do a lot of blogging and stuff like that. Are any of your blogs to help potential clients? Like, can they find more information on what personal branding is or like how it works, how it's useful to them? Any just extra resources right on your website? Yes, that is like one of the biggest selling points for people, honestly. I have had a lot of new clients who found me online find me through one of my blogs because. I, I do a rotation with blogs too. I'll do a session where, you know, I'll show, oh, here's this session we had with this person and here's their images and, you know, blog the session, very standard. But informational blogs are so powerful. If you have a blog, like I have one that says five different ways to use your branding photos. And I have another one that's 10 different types of branding photos. And that actually is my most popular blog to date, that 10 different types of branding photos, because this is such a like popular concept right now to market with your own personalized photography. There are so many people searching things like that because they don't fully understand. And if you put yourself in a position, it's that industry expert concept. If you put yourself in a position where you're putting out content, where you know what you're talking about and you're explaining it, 
people will naturally want to work with you because you look like you know what you're doing more so than you would if you were just putting out photos. And on that note, I have worked really hard to create, you know, not only blogs, but I actually have an entire class that I put out last year that applies to anyone in any industry. And it's a two hour class about personal branding, just what it is, why it's important, how it works. And it's simple. And I made that as a marketing tool so that people could find that class online, watch the class and say, man, this person sounds like they really know what they're talking about. Maybe I should book a shoot with her. And that class is something that I give for free to all my clients. They get it as part of their um, experience with me. So that way, if they're interested in learning more about branding beyond what we learned in our photo shoot, they can go watch that class. It's only two hours. It's not some huge, extensive thing. You can watch it in an evening. But the blogs, for sure, it's so important to have the informational content because people, they want to know. People find me by Googling what is branding photography because people are still learning and they want to know why it's important, why they should care and why they should spend their money on it. That is amazing. I love that with branding, uh, with blogging about branding because the Google search is such a powerful thing. And those, I've noticed that myself too, that those blog posts like are really like money in the bank. They add up over time to get more discovered. Totally. hundred percent. And it applies no matter what type of photography you're doing. I feel like, you know, any photography, you can make blogs explaining, you know, why this is important and why you should do it and why you love it. And it looks like Amber's back with another question. So Amber, why don't you unmute yourself and ask your question? Me again. Um, Hello. (laughs) And guess what? I have two questions. My first question is, do you pay for advertisements? Do you do anything beyond your posts, like networking events, Facebook ads, Google ads, etc.? And my second question is, your class that you created that's free for clients, do you charge other people that aren't clients to attend? And if so, how much? Like if a client says, oh, I have my friend here that might be interested in a shoot and they've heard, I've told them about your class or just cold customers coming in and seeing this, you know, post about the class. For sure. Um, So with the class, that is, I have that available on my website. So if someone goes to my website, MirandaKelton.com, upper right-hand corner, there's a little link that says classes. And if you click on that, there will be information about that class. That class is $150, and it's a pre-recorded class online. It's not a thing that I, like, teach live or anything like that. I have taught it live before. Now that COVID is calming down, I hope I can start teaching it live again in person because it's really fun to teach live in person. But um, yes, that is online for anybody who wants it. So if someone hasn't booked with me, they can go and um, buy that class. And I do run promotions on that class. I never put you know promotions on my shoots, but I do put promotions on that class. I'll have different little discount codes, you know, for people who've joined my newsletter, things like that. So that truly, I created it mostly as a marketing tool more than even um, to create revenue, if that makes sense. Does that that make sense with the class? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I have done paid advertising before. Um, Facebook ads, 
I've taken classes on the Facebook ads. I've tried them before with some success. I have a lot of photographer friends who use Facebook ads and they've invested the time to learn them and it works really well for them. I have not put the time and energy into it that I could just, you know, it's one more thing. It's one of those things that I personally don't, I'm not that passionate about. So I would like to hire someone (laughs) to do the Facebook ads for me because they do work. Um, it's just, you know, another thing you have to spend time on and energy on creating the Google ads. I have not tried. Um, I just haven't personally felt, you know, I try to narrow down with things and pick what I feel like is going to be the best use of my money. So for me to spend money on ads, I would definitely choose spending money on Facebook ads over Google ads, just because I've seen so many photographers have amazing success with Facebook ads. Um, and now, you know, Facebook is kind of built into Instagram. So the ads you run on Facebook can also run on Instagram, which is really cool. Um, as far as networking events go, I do networking in person is certainly probably the thing I'm worst at in my business, to be honest. I'm very introverted, which you might not think, but I don't enjoy going out and talking to random people and meeting strangers and going to parties. It's exhausting for me. Like some people really, really love that and it energizes them, but I have a hard time with it. So I will go to events where, you know, I'll go to photographer meetups sometimes. I'll try to connect with people on Instagram and say, Hey, like maybe we can, you know, do work for each other. We can send referrals to each other or something like that. So the in-person networking, now that COVID has calmed down, I definitely am planning to focus on that more in this next year or two, because that is a super, super powerful way to meet people and get new clients. So I apologize if that doesn't like help you a ton. I guess the short answer there would be Facebook ads are great. They work. If you spend the time and money, I'm not super knowledgeable on other paid ads. And then I personally need to be better at in-person networking because I'm very bad at it. I was just going to pop in and say, Amber, I've used Google ads. And if you, it's sort of like Facebook ads. You have to take the time to like invest to learn how to do them. But they can be really powerful because people are searching for you. But just like Miranda said with Facebook ads, you got to take the time and learn like how to set them up properly and how to, you have to have budget to test them. um, Yeah, it's awesome to know that works though. Yeah, they're they're really powerful because like if someone is searching for brand photographer Oregon, for example, that mm-hmm. will pop up. Like yeah. your ad is meeting them w- on what they're searching. So they are they are really cool, but you, you do need budget to test and split test and all the things with ads, <laughs> all the can of worms, time and money, all the time and money. <laughs> well, Miranda, it's been fantastic having uh, you with us today. You've given some amazing answers and hopefully it helped a lot of people out there. Uh, we are getting close to the hour mark. So I want to be sure to, you know, for the people listening, uh, where they might be able to find you. So let us know your socials. Okay, perfect. And thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. This has been super, super fun. This hour went by really quickly. <laughs> All my long-winded answers. Um, I am, my website is just MirandaKelton.com. 
and I have, you know, everything connected there. You can find my Instagrams, Facebook and Pinterest. I have um, two Instagrams. My more personal one is just Miranda Kelton. That's where I share like photos of my life and me and landscapes and kind of my fun, fun projects and my um, work Instagram where I show all my portraits and branding is Miranda Kelton photo. So you can follow both of those to get a well rounded presentation of me. (laughs) And then um, Facebook also is Miranda Kelton photo. Pinterest is Miranda Kelton photo. I have, pretty much the same username everywhere but that's all linked on my website um the class is on my website it's the hub for everything so if you guys go on my site mirandakelton.com you'll be able to find everything we talked about during this and all my social as well awesome well this has been so wonderful so yeah everyone please go follow her uh make sure to also follow the portrait system on instagram and as on facebook as well uh, if you are a member of the Sue Bryce Education and you have any more questions for Miranda, uh, Ashley, or myself, go tag us in a post in the SBE members only Facebook group. And if you're not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning more about how it can help your business succeed, go ahead and email Ella in support at support at SueBriceEducation.com. Thank you again for joining us and we hope you can join us next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.